3: Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, not Steve Perhatch, Dusty Evely, joined here tonight by the lovely Steve Perhatch and Sarah Kelleher. Steve, how are you doing, brother? Man, it's it's been a day, uh, but I do appreciate the fact that you called me lovely.
2: I don't mm-hmm. think that, I think that could be the first time that's ever happened to me. So uh much appreciated i'm i'm excited to talk some Packers stuff uh long work day for me today so uh it's gonna be a good time i'm excited yeah yeah it's gonna be fun sarah
4: how are you You i'm good i'm pretty much on the same page as steve i had a long day so it's always nice to you know end a busy day and you know get together with you guys and talk packers so really looking forward to this and i know it's gonna be a great time yeah
3: Yeah, I'm excited about it. We don't have a, you know, not a ton going on, but we do have some fun things to talk about today, I guess. So we're going to, we'll kick this off with, uh, I think this was a couple days ago. This was announced, actually. We'll just, we'll bring it up here. So Kenny Main, leaving ESPN, his last show is going to be this Monday. He's got a slate of guests. He's got four guests that he, it sounds like I read he wrote a piece on like LA Times or something. And he talked about just his departure. It sounds like he just kind of called up some people. Hey, would you like to be on my show? And some of them said yes. So he's got a guest list of four people. Sue Bird. Jamal Crawford, Marshawn Lynch, and and uh, someone named Aaron Rodgers. I'm not. I don't think there's anything going on with him right now, so I don't even know what he's going to talk about. So this is kind of one of those like I don't know. I guess I'll ask you guys. Do you see this as just like he's sitting down as a goodbye to Kenny Maine, or is this potentially like the Aaron Rodgers interview that he's going to actually like, talk and say things of meaning about his current predicament? Steve, what are your what are your feelings on that? A I would love it if Kenny Mayne didn't say a word and Marshawn Lynch
2: interviewed Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I think that would be just outstanding. That would be way better. That would be way better. But I don't think that's actually going to happen. I I mean, honestly, I think that Aaron Rodgers does things uh, that are calculated and he knows exactly what he's doing. So if he has a message to get out, it will get out. I fully believe that. I don't think anything is going to happen. I think knowing that it's Kenny Mayne's last show and uh, it's it's the, you know obviously his last show, so I don't think he wants to detract from that. I don't think he wants to blow things out of the water. Like you know, I'm unhappy with the Packers. I want to be traded. Like I don't I don't you expect know. that to come from him. I think he's just gonna have some fun, like you know, it's Kenny May. Like it's not like it's gonna be like, uh, you know, Walter Conkite yeah, Walter Cronkite or something like that, where like, or you know, earth shattering news coming out. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be stupid stuff. I think Kenny May will ask one or two questions about the Packers and the situation, and Aaron Rodgers will tap dance around it and not not give us anything. And I think it will provide Twitter and the blogosphere uh, you know, content for the next four and a half weeks. So uh <laughs> it's pretty much exactly what I expect to expect to happen and I I'm excited to see it.
3: So <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. Sarah, what do you think?
4: I I'm not sure if I even think or if I just feel so strongly that I'm like this is what's going to happen. But we are going to listen to that interview and leave with more questions than we have answers. Like We're not going to, in my opinion, we're not going to learn, you know, anything new. We're just going to be like, what the hell is going on? Um, You know, times 10 from what it's already been. And like you said, Steve, uh, Aaron Rodgers is very methodical about everything that he does. So this is not just something where he's like, oh, I'm just going to hop on here. Like everything that he says will be thought out. You know beforehand he's going to be prepared so i don't think you know people are expecting juicy details and all this i don't think we're going to get that so we're probably going to be super confused after and just you know be in limbo like we are right now so i don't know i mean i'm looking forward to it just to kind of see what happens but i'm not really expecting anything
3: i i am i am very excited for kenny Maine to have some kind of Dry comment about the situation and Rogers to have just a tiny smile and that smile gets analyzed uh, to death. That I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Very very excited.
4: I feel like he's gonna similar to during the season when he has the gatorade on the sideline that's like different colors against different teams <laughs> like i feel like he could be drinking something and then everyone will be like oh it's orange so yeah. he's going to broncos like confirmed but if it's green then he could be saving green bay like i don't know there'll be something like that
3: that's uh, it's gonna be fun it's it's gonna be fun uh and then we're all gonna be tired of it very quickly all right so kind of moving on to the main topic today is so we otas are coming up next week and the packers have a full 90 man roster full 90 man so what we want to do today is just go through uh, some of the position groupings and talk through you know some of the guys on there what, what do we think in terms of like top end talent depth we're not we're doing like a 53 man prediction but just kind of a, how are they how are these groups shaken up what are you excited about in these groups so that's what we're going to do today and then take some questions at the end. So we're going to start. And we're going to breeze through some of these. We're going to start with uh, is that quarterback. We're going to start with quarterback. There are currently four quarterbacks on the roster. Four quarterbacks. Now, th- I mean, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time here. There's a lot of intrigue, and we just don't know about it. But those four names are Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, the immortal Blake Bortles, and Kurt Bankert. Those are our four quarterbacks. Sarah what are your thoughts on the quarterback situation right now besides the we don't know what the quarterback situation is right
4: now yeah i mean like if if you just gave me those four names and like the aaron Rodgers saga didn't exist like this would be a very simple conversation like aaron Rodgers is obviously qb1 and the gap is quite large right like or or, and i guess we don't really know we don't we don't know what's going on with jordan love but even if jordan love is good the gap will still be large between like a quarterback that's still developing and a hall of fame quarterback. Like, let's just be honest about that. So in my mind, in a perfect world, if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers work things out, obviously Aaron Rodgers is QB one. And then I think that two slot is kind of up for grabs. Like some people might think it's going to Jordan love, but the Packers might play it a little safe and say like, well, we have a quarterback with experience in Blake Bortles. So He's going to be the backup at least to start the season. You know, we're going to finally see Jordan Love get some reps in preseason. So that might change during that. Um, So I'm going to – the Packers traditionally go the safe route. So I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers would be QB1. Bortles would be QB2. Love would be three with potential to move up into that two slot. And then um, Kurt – good old Kurt would be number four. I really like him though, but, you know, he's he's not going to be the guy.
3: Yeah. Steve? Thoughts on the QB room.
2: I mean, I'm very, very disappointed. That Sarah doesn't think Kirk's going to be a number one quarterback. Like, uh, like, clearly, with the hair, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's exactly who you want to be number one. But no, he's number one on the practice squad for sure. And yeah, I, I mean, I think we all are in agreement. Like, it, if it's if Aaron Rodgers is back on the team, then yeah, he's number one. It's not not really not a discussion. And. Yeah, where where the discussion lies is QB2, QB3 and I I just I'm on the same page as Sarah. Like I think that Blake Bortles would start as 2 and if Jordan Love can prove it during the preseason and OTAs and practices then yeah, he can move up to 2. But I don't think you want to give that to him. I think you want to give him a something to something to earn because he's not going after QB1 right away. He give him something to, to work for something to, you know, I can be, beat out Blake Bortles, which uh, really, really, really <laughs> good job. That he can do. I really <laughs> hope that he can do that. Knock on wood. That would be outstanding. But yeah, I want to give Jordan love a little uh, task to do for the, the uh, preseason. And if you can get that, then you can earn QB two, And that's a, that's a really good thing. So That's where I'm standing, I think. Uh, But I I do love the fact that Blake Bortles is on the Packers team, and I love all the gifts and Jake Jordles and The Good Place and, and, like, Molotov cocktails. Like, it just makes my heart happy. So uh, as I discussed with you guys beforehand, I'm watching The Good Place over again so I can get all the Blake Bortles uh, jokes and, uh, yeah, get get ready
3: for that, especially if he's a QB2 to start out the season. Steve, Steve, doing some deep dive research. I really, really like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm of the mind that Love is QB two. Like if the, if this shakes out, which who knows how this is, and who knows how good Jordan Love is at this point, I'm of the mind that Love has made enough progress. He will likely be QB two, just because that's the way I feel. Um, but I don't really care either way. Um, we're gonna move on to running back. Running back, interesting group. Um, you know, we got we know we got Jones and Dylan at the top there. We also got Dexter Williams, Mike Weber, Patrick Taylor, and the rookie kylan hill i'm a big big fan of hill my thought on this is that it'll be jones dylan and likely hill at rb3 Um, i think patrick taylor is likely the next guy dexter williams i feel is is probably gone i'm I'm, it's 90 man who cares about 90 man i don't think he's going to be around too much longer but i really really like i think the jones dylan and then hill based on hill has shown i think is a really good kind of three-man running back group there but like really really intriguing group there you can do a lot of really fun stuff with them uh steve where do you sit on the running back group
2: I'm pretty much right there with you. Like, I think the, the diversity of uh, what those three guys can bring, they're not doing all the same thing. Um, And especially, you know, Jones and, and uh, AJ Dillon, man, like that combo one, two is just outstanding because, you know, everybody talks about, you know, thunder and lightning is what it was uh, back in the New York Giants day and stuff like that. But I mean, AJ Dillon, I mean, he's thunder, but he's also lightning. Yeah. Like he is fast man for being that big. So you've got like lightning and lightning, but you've also got <laughs> like a big fat lightning. So I'm super excited about the running back group. And I mean, adding Hill to that group, I think is he's, he's a really dynamic uh, running back and, you know, sprinkle him in here and there is that, that scat back, that guy that can kind of make people miss and, You got three quality running backs and and a couple of guys that you know throw one or two on the practice squad and and see if any if anybody gets injured if somebody else can hit so i think they've got a really really deep group which is a good thing at running back and uh, a cheap group as well outside of aaron jones so yeah sarah what do you say
4: i mean i i don't know what else i could say you guys really (laughs) touched on everything and Um, I mean, it's super exciting that Aaron Jones is back. I I know six months ago when we were talking about that, it it seemed like it was impossible. So um, it's really exciting. And I know he's really excited to be a Packer, too. So I think a lot of good stuff is is in the future for that group.
3: Yeah, for sure. All right, move on to uh, wide receivers. Currently, eleven wide receivers, two rookies, uh, nine vets. Uh, and this is again ninety man, a lot of changes. But we got at the top, we got Devonte MVS Lazard, Economist Saint Brown, Devin Funchess, Malik Taylor, Reggie Begelton, Juwan Winfrey, Chris Blair, and then the rookies Amari Rogers and Bailey Gaither. Uh, I mean, so this one, you know, I assume you know Adams MVS Lazard likely a lock. Amari Rogers is a lock. I think there's a lot of room for stuff to move uh, past. That. I think there's that four. I mean, uh, but I think you go a lot of different ways with this. Um, Sarah, where do you feel with the the wide receiver as far as like how do they look at the top? And then as far as depth, how do you like some of those kind of guys like past four? I guess
4: I don't really know how much I like them. To be <laughs> honest with you, like they, the, this has always been the question mark for the Packers, right? Like they they have these players and they're you know a few of, a handful of them are good, and then the rest's like who are these guys? And then all of a sudden they start catching touchdown passes and things like that. So um, as far as like who we know and what we've seen, yeah. I mean, Devontae is a hundred percent a lock for one. Then I think, you know, MBS and Lazard follow. And with Amari Rogers, I'm not sure, like he's a, obviously he's a wide receiver, but he's not really super comparable to those three guys. Like they're going to use him in a lot, in a lot different ways. So I guess, you know, you could put him, as the in the four slot, but really he's kind of interchangeable with the other guys too, just depending on what the play is in the situation and how they're they're going to do that. Um, from there, I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm I'm kind of interested to see like with um, Funches like what happens there um, if he's in shape and ready to go. I mean, if he, he's the kind of guy that they're going to throw it up and he's going to go get it. You know, he's not like a super speedy. Route runner, and he's not going to be a deep threat like MBS is. So, I mean, that might he might be beneficial in red zone situations, but we'll just kind of have to see. I think you know, like you said, those four lock, and everything else from there is is really a toss up in my mind.
3: Yeah, Steve, how you feeling about him? I I, I don't understand.
2: Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any weapons. It's just no. it's just like nothing. He's got nothing, man. Like I don't understand why uh, everybody's talking about this because they weren't drafted in the first round. So. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good group. Like it's a very solid group. There's no outside of Devontae there's nothing flashy, but when you have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, that's a like he makes those guys better. And with Lazard, um, and especially with Amari Rodgers, like you get an upgraded version of Tyler Irvin who can actually who's a wide receiver that can fit into the running back role a little bit. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, that just enhances what they can do. So I really think that's, that's a, a huge upgrade that uh, as much as people are talking about it, maybe they're not talking about it enough. That, that, that I really think that's a good thing. Um, what's the, the name of the undrafted wide receiver? Uh, uh, Bailey Gaither. Gaither, Gaither yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's somebody I, I'm intrigued to see. Like he is speedy, white dude, um, and you know, Jim Rat. I'm sure is what he was talked about. And coach, coach his son it, first guy exactly, and last guy. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah he, he's always there, always there. But you know, I mean, he's uh, somebody. If you watch a little bit of his YouTube stuff, that's just a, a quick, quick dude. And they've got Amari Rogers that'll be able to do that. But I mean, I feel like there's always, you know, a couple guys undrafted that that hit with the Packers. And I mean you don't want to throw out west welker kind of stuff because like that's way like you're throwing out hall of fame <laughs> comparisons yeah. but like it's one of those things that it's just it just that comparison of the small white wide receiver that you see like can operate out of the slot can do a lot of the things and just and just make plays and it's a he's a kid who made plays and so i'm excited to see what given the opportunity in the nfl what he can do um i I, I do believe Devin Funches, I just I can't see him making the team. I don't know yeah. why. Like I, I'd love it. I think it'd be a great story. But I feel like they've they're established enough at all those positions that unless somebody gets injured, he's not going to make the cut, and they'll give uh, a, you know somebody else a shot at it. So yeah. I like their depth. I like um, what they've got there, and hopefully Amari Rogers can be that guy that develops for the Packers
3: yeah and, and i think what i like most about it is, is the diversity that they have the the different skill sets they have and you can see how they all kind of fit together it's not a whole lot of redundant skill sets you do have especially when those top four each have their thing that they do really really well that kind of keeps them out there um that that allows them to do different things with them on the field so i i really like that uh tight end group man i feel like like a year or two ago we were talking about tight end group i don't know how it's gonna look it's a decent looking tight end group man yeah. uh Mercedes, there's seven of them right now. Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon, Jay Sternberger, Josiah Deguaro, Dominique Daphne, Isaac Na- Nauda, um, uh, Bronson Cafusi. So I, I kind of assume four, probably going to end up making it. I think it's probably going to be those top four. Uh, but, I mean, I think it's a, it's a really solid. I mean, you know, Lewis is kind of the old hat, the guy that kind of teaches everyone. Tunyon had his breakout year. I don't know if that's going to continue. Sternberger had that concussion last year. Uh, but they, they kind of hope for out him and Deguara. <laughs> Deguara looked really, really, good. And then, you know, he blocked those two Vikings at the same time. That's the thing I always go back to. It's just incredible. And then he got hurt. And Daphne looked good when he came in, too. So it's kind of a it's a intriguing group. Couple kind of halfback um, hybrid guys looking there. But overall, I think intriguing and definitely an upgrade from over two years ago. Steve,
5: where are you sitting on the tight end group? Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply.
2: I mean, I'm really excited, especially if Sternberger's back healthy, doing everything he needs to do, man. I mean, we we all know LeFleur's offense, it it favors tight ends. like It it throws them into some really positive positions. And like you see guys just being wide open. And if Jay Sternberger doesn't drop a couple of balls, he's running for touchdowns. Yeah. And so I think, you know, fully healthy him um, and Deguara getting back and run like that H back roll and and getting into the open field like he was doing good, good stuff. And I mean, you were you were super jacked about it after week one. I remember that Vikings game. You're like, (laughs) dude, he's doing all this stuff. This is so awesome. So, I mean, if he can stay healthy for the year, man, that's an outstanding group. And, and again, like you said, nobody better to learn from than Mercedes Lewis.
3: Yeah. Sarah, what do you say on that group?
4: I'm so stoked about this group just because I, I honestly think, and I don't know if it's just because of all the drama with Aaron Rodgers, but we aren't talking about this position group enough, like, our, this is arguably the strongest position group right now from like top to bottom for the Packers like it, it's really exciting what's happening there and like if if Tanyan continues on the trajectory that he w- like started on last season really then I mean that's unbelievable Mercedes Lewis is there and he's ma- still making plays and he's such a great locker room guy and he's able like you guys said to teach everyone and then throw in DeGuara and Sternberger into that mix if they're both back and healthy. I mean, that's four solid, solid guys that you have at that position that can that also do very different things. So your your position, you know, is not you don't you not only have the depth, but you also have the versatility to do a lot. And, you know, with Matt LaFleur's offense and the schemes that they're running, that position is so, so key um to what they're trying to accomplish. So I'm I'm really excited about the tight end group.
3: Yeah, it was one of those with the floor. I think last year or two years ago, that was this. They're going to like to run a lot of two tight end sets, and like, who are they going to run those with? Like, they don't right. have the depth to do that. And now it's they could keep. I mean, they run four deep of like really really good. They could run like platoon two tight end sets out there to keep guys healthy and then run out some really fun stuff. So I'm 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 with both of you guys. I think that tight end group just really really exciting for what they can do. Uh, We'll go OL, O-line, 16 guys. 16 guys currently. Again, turnover and likely some injuries. We don't know where Bakhtiari is. Where that currently sits is Bakhtiari, Billy Turner, Elton Jenkins, Lucas Patrick, John Ronan, Simon Stepaniak, Ben Braden, Yash Nijman, Zach Johnson, Jake Hansen, and then the rookies, Josh Myers, Royce Newman, Cole Van Lannen, Von Dietzen, my boy Koi Kronk, and Jacob Capra. I mean, some really intriguing names. There's so many unknowns here, I think. Um, But, like, some really intriguing guys. Some guys that were taken last year, you hope, kind of take a jump a little bit. Sarah, where are you with the offensive line, both in terms of projected starters well we'll, let's assume that uh bakhtiari is healthy to start the year but like as far as those top five plus depth how do you feel about that group overall
4: i mean there's plenty of depth now (laughs) i mean it felt like every pick at times it was like oh another lineman like okay but it was needed right like they needed to rebuild there and everything and i think the line will be once again you know especially if bakhtiari is back um right at the start of the season or a couple weeks in they'll be one of the top offensive lines again in the league um they have all the tools they have the right guys in the mix and you know again i'm not trying to repeat myself over and over again but they're also versatile like they can move guys around some guys can play on the edge some can you know can play center and it's just a lot of good stuff on the line there and i i just I'm looking forward to them again. Like, I, I don't really know what more I can say. Like, I just think they're going to be one of the top groups again um, in the league this year.
3: Steve, where are you at?
2: I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried. Uh, tackle-wise, if Bakhtiari isn't ready to go, that means I'm a little worried. I, I do Fingers crossed they'll be ready to go season starts. But, I mean, that'll be – I think that'll be, like – season beginning, that'll be like right around nine months of him being back from his ACL. And yeah, I mean, that, that could be, he's ready to go, but man, that's uh that's a, that's a tough order for you to get back from the ACL and be ready, like fully ready to go in NFL body for, for the NFL season, like after that injury. And so that's kind of where I'm working. Cause I, I don't want Yash Nijman doing <laughs> being, being yeah, my left, yeah. being my left tackle. Um, I don't want Billy Turner to be my left tackle. I'm I'm way more comfortable right guard, right tackle for him. And, like, I don't want John John Runyon to be my left tackle. So there, there's a lot to be worried about if Bakhtiari isn't ready to go. Now, on the other hand, if he is ready to go and you have him, you've got uh, Jenkins, you've got Josh Myers ready to go at center, you've got Billy Turner at right guard, you, like – all of a sudden like you do you've got a great group you've got a great group and then if one or two of these kids that from the last year like hit and you know maybe a rookie that you drafted this year is also doing well like all of a sudden you're, you're doing really well they've they've got a lot of depth and the one thing that the Packers always do is grab people that can be versatile and they can play guard. They can play tackle. Sometimes they can play center. Who the hell knows huh. what, what like all of a sudden you're like, Hey, Lucas Patrick, you're, you're playing center. Oh no, tomorrow you're playing right tackle. Like, cool. This is, and, and they just, they don't miss a beat. They don't miss a beat. And they just step in. And they're like, yep. Oh, no sacks allowed. Aaron Rogers. He, he's got a clean jersey today. Like, you <laughs> like everybody was worried about it before the game happened. And then all of a sudden he's, he's fine. So it will be very interesting. I think if that if Bakhtiari is back and ready to go week one, they're good. But until that happens, I'm very intrigued to see how this all sit, how, how it all goes down.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, I'm with you. It's, there's a lot of I think there is a lot of unknowns. Uh, and even if Bakhtiari's back, there's a lot of young guys. hope can do stuff. I definitely felt better after the draft. I, I you know before the draft it was. I'm. I think I'm perfectly fine with Lucas Patrick. Um, and we talked about Elton Jenkins before. I think I'd like to keep him at his natural position at left guard, if possible. Uh, it's like I don't know how comfortable I feel with Lucas Patrick as your day one starting center, and he is the presumed starter. Like for the season i'm fine with with lucas patrick he's not a starting center for all 16 games like he's just not so i think the selection of joyce of joyce myers josh myers uh helped calm me a little there but yeah i mean there's a lot of unknowns i mean even someone like uh like runyon who looked good in in spot duty last year is is he a starter like we don't know so it could be there's there are some wild swings there but i think overall Solid group with a lot of a uh, lot of guys who have shown flashes and and quite a bit of promise there as well. So I I say I like it, but it could easily crash and burn. Um, but I, I I feel really good about the group as a well. whole. Uh, move to we're going to move the defensive side, defensive side of the ball, defensive line. This is a group I think we all talked about as far as like just did not feel great about this. It was Kenny Clark, uh, and then uh, then guys just dudes <laughs> just scattered about. Uh, so. We currently have nine on the roster. Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, Willington Prevalon, Anthony Rush, Delonte Scott, and then you have rookies TJ Slayton and Jack Heflin. Sarah, where do you sit with the defensive line group? I don't
4: know. I still worry. I correct. Really correct. Like the, like you said, you were like, you know, last year it was Kenny Clark and a bunch of other guys. And I'm like, is it not still kind of that mm-hmm. now? Like I, I'm still a little worried about what's happening there. Um, I know they they picked up um, some guys in the draft and I think there's potential, but we don't know. Like that, that that's one of those things where it's a draft pick. So the Packers are taking a chance on someone. So We'll see. I'm I'm nervous, though.
3: I, I'll admit it. I'm nervous. So. Steve, are you more nervous or the same amount of nervous as Sarah?
2: Oh, I'm more nervous because you are a <laughs> Kenny Clark injury away from being like, oh, wha- what the hell is going on here? Like, <laughs> like we got not like, oh yeah, let's throw. We'll throw Preston Smith inside. We'll throw Zadarius inside. We'll throw like anybody that we can do because we don't want to put the other guys there. So it's. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, you got Kenny Clark, amazing. You've got uh, the other guys who are. It's like Kenny Clark's Kenny Clark and the uh, the unmentionables. That's pretty much sure. who the, that what that band name would be because you don't want to talk about the other guys. So I'm hoping uh, that there'll be a couple of the rookies. Uh, there's one guy I'm looking for in particular, and we'll talk a little bit of that in the future about uh, who could maybe do a couple of things. And but outside of that, man, like Kenny Clark's the man. I wish they would have done some more to get him some help.
3: Yeah, and I mean some of it, and yeah, we won't we won't touch on some of this cuz we are going to talk about them a little later. But you look at I mean even like the the knowns like the of the main group there, Kingsley Kiki is like and I know that like he I think he had a concussion in the playoffs and uh, there's a story that came out it was pretty bad apparently. I think he still has some after effects of that. But he's a guy you hope like this is the year he was kind of a project you're hoping maybe this is the dude the rest of those main guys it's kenny clark and then it's dean lowry and Ty lancaster and we know exactly who those guys are and if barry brings over you know the the defense he was running with the rams last year i don't see how lowry fits into this at all but i also but he also kind of has to because what else are they going to do with this so i think of all the groups of all of the groups i think this is the one i'm most uneasy about um like there's other ones I'm a little more questionable on that. I'm kind of like, well, I can go either way on that. This is the one that worries me the most. Cause it's harder to find a path forward with this group. As far as like them being great. You just hope that they're fine. You hope that most of those guys find their way to fine. Um, but maybe, maybe we get surprised. I hope we're surprised. Uh, we're going go to edge, move to edge. Currently seven guys in that area. So the outside linebacker group, Zedaria Smith, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Randy Ramsey, Jonathan Garvin, tipa galea tipa galea i'm probably saying that wrong and carlo kemp steve where are you with edge dude i'm digging it like yeah uh, I'm, I'm a little
2: shocked that uh Preston Smith with his back but yeah. zadarius uh i mean you guys all know how how all in i've been on rashawn gary since he was drafted like that's been like i i knew like i was really really hoping that he would he would hit and he did and um I'm really excited because I feel like he's going to take that leap where he's going to be Zadarius and Rashawn Gary as opposed to Zadarius and Preston. And Preston's going to figure out – like, they'll they'll figure out ways to use him. They'll, they'll do it effectively. But uh, when you get all three of those guys, like, rushing at the same time and throw Kenny Clark, maybe that helps out with the whole we don't have anybody else to throw next to Kenny Clark where it's yeah. like – hey, we've got Rashawn on one side, Preston on one side, Kenny and Zedarius. Like, that may be what they're going to do with the, with the four. And that that would make sense to me. And a couple of guys that, that are like lottery tickets where you don't know if they'll hit, but, like, you know, typically I know, like, he showed some flashes in the preseason before and uh, some showed some really good tape and stuff like that where, where people were excited about him and hoping that he would come up and do some things. And, um yeah, I mean, it's an exciting group. So uh, if the the corners can do some things and hold down some people for a little while and all of a sudden you give a little time to those guys, like, yeah, that, that, it's an exciting time for the edge rushers for the Packers. Sarah, where are you at with the edge group?
4: Yeah, I pretty much agree with Steve. I, I think there's enough there that they can supplement other areas of the defense and be really great. So. Um, I mean, Zadarius Smith will be a key piece. Rashawn Gary, I mean, he is just trending in the right direction, it seems like, more and more every single day. Um, and then, you know, Preston Smith, last year we got glimpses of him. At times, you know, he looked pretty good. At other times, we're like, what the hell is going on? So if we can have more of the good this year and, hmm. um, you know, if we see more of that and then you mix it together with, Um, the consistency of Zedaria Smith and the continuous improvement of Rashawn Gary, um, I think it could really work out.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for the defensive package. That's just Zedaria Smith. Trying to scare the hell out of the center pre snap, We just kind of he's mugging over him and just just trying to get in his head. Because then that you know that 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 covers some some of your sins there on the defensive line. Um, I think of those guys. I think the name that is intriguing is Garvin, the, their late round pick from last year. He's a guy that that did you know put some good things on tape at Miami, and then you heard some good things coming out of last year. Kind of more of a project guy, but he's a guy that that maybe could do something this year. Like it seems like the the. The, the skids are greased a little maybe for him to him to make an impact this year which i think would be really exciting uh moment two, the you know the strongest group the most exciting group surely is the inside linebacker group uh, There are currently uh seven guys in this group it's it's a group I'm interested in just because you know based on Joe barry's defense there's a lot of times you're not gonna have any more than one linebacker on the field um I inside linebacker I guess so I'm, I'm very curious to see which way they go with that um, how much he kind of carries some of that stuff over but we've got Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin, Oren Burks, Ty Summers, DeJon Harris, Ray Wilborn, and the rookie Isaiah McDuffie. Uh, I'm gonna let Steve start this um, because this is kind of this is his group here. Steve, Steve, how are you? <laughs> All I can think about is is Jim
2: Carrey from from Liar Liar, where he's drinking a glass of water, spits it out, and goes, Oh come on! Like that is what I think about when I see that that group for inside linebackers. Are you like honestly, are you freaking kidding me? How has it been this long where they just they, they look at, at the Packers front office, looks at everything that's going on in the NFL like, hey, most of the teams have this super athletic middle linebacker that can go sideline to sideline making cover tight ends. They can do all these things ah, we don't need one of those. We don't need one of those. We'll just, we'll supplement with like fifth, sixth, seventh round guys. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And it just happens year and year and year and year over and over again. And I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it. So, cool. We're going to go with that again. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go with Sarah
3: because I'm I'm just going to keep spewing bad stuff. So. Oh almost just left this group off of this entirely. Cause I knew how this was going to go, but that was, I was, sh- I was shocked. You went to me first.
4: I'm just going <laughs> to let it get out of the way. That. I don't know if I can add anything else. because <laughs> I don't want Steve to get too upset. So, yeah,
3: uh, I don't know. I, there's some intriguing names there. I think uh, Chris Barnes showed some solid things. I think Kamal Martin is a guy with a second year under his belt belt could potentially do some things. Uh, McDuffie is kind of a lunatic. If you watch him, seems like a special teamer, but I, I kind of like him. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not eye popping. I mean defensive line kind of opens up some of that stuff and with a bad defensive line I don't know how much, a, unless it's an elite, elite, elite linebacker I don't know how much it helps you anyway, but I think uh, I think of those guys, I think Kamal you know, Martin like, like I, I, that, there was not like a prompt from Notre Dame
2: they could have got no. the end of the first round no. No.
3: Okay. no, 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 I don't think so I really don't think so, No, I mean I think of all those guys I think Kamal Martin's the guy I'm most excited about for that second year, because just based on what he could do, I think he do some good stuff uh we're gonna forget that ever happened and we're gonna move on to cornerback uh, <laughs> 10 guys currently in the group Jair alexander kevin king thank god kevin king is back we're all very excited about that uh Chanin sullivan josh jackson kadar holman kevin russell stanford samuels kabion ento and the rookies eric stokes and shamar jean charles sarah we'll start with you how do you feel about the cornerback group
4: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better than I was in years prior. Um, I mean, obviously, Jarrier is the best. Like, he he just is awesome. And I'm so excited to watch him continue to just progress and progress and really become such a key leader on this team. Um, And then I think the Stokes pick is really exciting there. Um, And, you know, having him and Jarrier, together could really potentially be something that's a shutdown for a lot of teams I mean having them on opposite sides of a lot you know looking at Stokes t- tape the thing was people just didn't throw at him and yeah. that's often the case with Jarry Alexander as well so if you have two guys on opposite sides and you know people don't like to throw to either of them they're gonna have to throw to somebody eventually um, and so I think you know that that's really good things for the Packers there's little bit of depth there you know not as much you know I think as I would like um, I know there's depth but I'm not sure how I feel about depth no. is a better way to say it um, but yeah I think there's there's promise here um, and I'm excited to see how it plays out because if everything works out if Stokes progresses really quickly and is able to come in and make an impact right away then I think really good things are at least better things could happen um, and Jair won't be so alone out there all the time <laughs>
3: So sounded so sad. Steve, where do you sit with the cornerback room? I'm excited.
2: I think um, the promise, the promise of Stokes and the fact that, you know, everybody was so disappointed when Kevin King came back and you sit there and you're like, well, okay. he He had flashes. He played really well. And when he was healthy, he did play very well injured. Yeah. Not so much. That's understandable. But, the fact that there are hopefully options besides him at yeah. cornerback two, I think that is a big deal. And like you've got, if you can get Stokes playing at a high level learning from Jair and I mean uh, and, and having gray as a, is a, as a DBs coach like that, he's, he's a really talented coach and he's done really well with uh, cornerbacks at the NFL level. Like if he can get him going real quick, that's gonna be huge because all of a sudden you're looking at trying to figure out who's who's your slot guy as opposed to like you've got locked down one and two and i don't know i feel like it's uh bringing kevin king back at a five million dollar rate and um having stokes and having a couple other guys like uh you're what was the the name of the fifth round guy uh shemar Jean charles Yes, him. So having him going potentially as a slot like alternative, like, uh, you know, all these guys just pushing, pushing, pushing. Like, you've got a lot more competition at the cornerback level this year than you've had in in years past, especially when you've got like number one just like locked down. All of a sudden you've got competition everywhere else and people are pushing each other. Like, that's a really good thing for the Packers. So, um,
3: I'm excited to see how it progresses, but, uh, you know, what? I, I really like what the Packers did this year. Yeah, and the King thing's interesting because there was a lot of negative reaction to them, and I understandably so. I get it. And I, to some extent, I do think they were bidding against themselves for the price, but at one year, $5 million, that was always kind of a, he's not coming back for another year. This was, they were likely going to grab someone in the draft, you know, first or second round. Clearly, they did the first round. First round cornerbacks generally do not come out of the gate just doing incredible things so you have him sit for a little bit you know come come play out in sub packages uh learn a little bit and then you step in full-time second year or when king is injured so yeah i don't i don't hate the arrangement at all um as you know stokes i think is going to have some work to do and being able to not have to come out and be that number two right away i think is gonna, it's going to help him a lot uh i think you know i, I Josh Jackson's intriguing just because it, it hasn't shaken. I don't think it's going to, so I assume he's probably gone or he's way far down the depth chart. I'm really excited about Jean Charles, like you said, Steve. That, kind of that slot guy, like really small. Uh, and not super athletic, he didn't test all that great. But man, when you watch him, he's like very, very smart and just flies to the ball. Um, I think he's he's going to be just a ton of fun of, of all the draft picks. He's uh, he's one of the ones I'm most excited about. Is Shamar Jean Charles specifically in this defense? I think it's going to be a blast. So yeah, I'm with you with this. this. Is this is a big question mark? I think coming into this year, and I feel much better about it than I did before. All right, we're gonna we're not gonna do the specialists, which means we're on the last group here, guys. So we're gonna hit. The safety room. One of the funner rooms, I think. I really, really like this group a lot. We've got Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. I guess I like I like two guys in this group. Uh, Will Redman, Henry Black, Vernon Scott, Ennis Gaines, and the undrafted rookie, Christian Upoff. Uh, Steve, what do you think about the safety group? I mean, I'm cool with the top two.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, as long as no injuries happen um i think we're pretty good but uh yeah i mean you've got you've got amos who's just a rock in the back and darnell savage is, continues to grow in his role with the packers defense and hopefully uh joe barry is is recognizing what he can do and puts him in good situations but i mean that was that was i mean the the solidity like this that was just what solidified the defense was like those two roaming around the back and you know running up front when needed to be and i mean Darnell savage making plays and like no, i mean as long as those guys don't get hurt man though like you just that's that's not even a question mark that's just like solid stamp of like boom we're good like move on mm-hmm. sarah what do you say
4: Yeah. Like Steve said, he took the words right out of my mouth. Like I'm excited about the first two names on that list. And I, I just Savage and Amos, like they've really, I don't want to say surprise me. Like that isn't the right word. Like I I knew that they could be good, but they've really kind of surpassed the expectations even that I had for them um, the last couple of seasons. And just, you know, watching how that's shaped out has been awesome. And, I'm looking forward to watching it continue to grow and, you know, maybe one of the other guys could, um, might step up and surprise us as well and supplement some of the things that they're doing.
3: Yeah. And I think of the rest of the group, I think, you know, uh, we know what Will Redmond is, which is not, not great. Uh, I think Vernon Scott did some good stuff. So I, you know, as kind of that third guy and I do think we're going to see some, I'll say some three safety stuff, and you probably have a cornerback back there in some of that role as well. But I think we I wouldn't be shocked to see some Vernon Scott. And I wouldn't hate that. Um, he showed some good stuff. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate seeing a little more of him, but it is very strong at the top. And the depth uh depth isn't great. Depth is not great. Uh but yeah, that's our that's our look at where the ninety man roster currently is. I think some some good groups there and some battles to watch, I think. But uh I mean overall, as far as a team, that top level talent, man. Boy it sure would be nice to have Aaron Rodgers back, but they've got they've got pieces at a lot of those a lot of those areas. I think, yeah, but I think the
4: Packers for, aren't doing enough for him. So
3: they're not. Yeah, they're not.
2: Yeah, um we I just mean, you know, that
4: whole list of really no weapon. Players. There
3: are no weapons on this team, Dusty. Sarah. No weapons. Yeah, you know, if you discount, you know, the one of the best wide receivers in the game, um, a really talented rookie, one of the fastest guys, a really strong forward tight end group, a good offensive line. Yeah, I mean if you if you get rid of all of that. They don't what do they have? You know, not also, much? No running um, backs. They got nothing yeah, there Yeah, no. I, mean, I think of I think Volvo, I think that that defensive line is probably the biggest concern there. But uh yeah. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna move to questions. We've got a handful of questions this week. So we're gonna bang through some of these. Uh our first one here is from uh Matthew Meshnick. He says, and this is uh you know on the back of what we just talked about here. Who of the new roster editions are you looking forward to watching in OTAs this week? Uh, and then he closes with, What's your go to celebration, gathering of old friends' food? So I'm going to kick this off. Um, the new roster editions, I talked about Shamar Jean Charles a little, but it should shock absolutely no one. Amari Rogers is absolutely my number one. Just, I loved watching him in college. The role he's going to be in this offense uh, is going to be great. Like, I just, I, he got the number eight. His number eight jersey looks tremendous. I'm of every, like it, they could have drafted him in the first round. And I would have been thrilled. I love him. I love the energy he brings. I love the dimension he brings to this offense. Uh, I just think he's going to be a blast. Uh, so, and then the celebration gathering old friends food. I don't really have one, but we I went out really with, with siblings and, and hung out for a couple hours at a brewery uh, for the first time since the pandemic started. And we got uh, we got some sandwiches from a local sandwich shop that were just delicious and then uh, you know just drink a lot of beer so i don't know a good sandwich probably some nachos give me some nachos and uh, and some beer and i'm i'm happy as a clam so that's mine sarah uh who are you most looking forward to seeing and your gathering food
4: yeah i mean i don't want to copy you but i, I totally think for me it's amari rogers as well like i'm just really excited about the possibilities there and what could happen um and then my go-to celebration slash gathering of old friends food um well i'm a big fan of like and i've been starting to do this again now um since things are starting to open up and vaccines are a lot more available um so my friends and i are big like game people like we love playing board games and card games so we've been starting to get back together to do that and it's always fun to like just do that and then order like really good like local pizza not like any of a chain like any chain like papa john's or pizza hut or little caesars whatever i mean those are fine but like just the the good like mom and pop pizza from the small business down the street like hits different so um that's gonna be my my answer i just love kind of hanging out playing games um and then ordering some pizza
3: solid steve Who are you
2: you excited about? I am excited to to watch TJ Slayton. Um, Defensive tackle. I want to see what Kenny Clark can teach this dude because, you know, coming from Florida, like from what I understand, what I've read about him, he's, you know, unexperienced, which is why he goes in the fifth round. Um, You know, doesn't have a lot of – doesn't have a lot of reps. But, man, if you're going to learn from somebody – that's who I want you to learn from. I want you to learn from Kenny Clark and for being such a huge guy. I'm excited. Like, I think that if 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 Kenny Clark and the, you know, defensive line coaches can teach that guy up, like that's going to be somebody who could really, really affect – if you've all of a sudden got two uh, outstanding defensive defensive tackles, and then you know you guys got, got the guys on the edge, a couple linebackers, you know that, whatever, but uh, <laughs> like that that is what can make that defense go. You got a like a couple like just stout defensive tackles, and that's what I'm really excited to see. And then as far as food goes for gathering of friends, man, Dusty, you hit me. You stole one. I was gonna say nachos. Mm-hmm. That, like to, to me, that's always one. And then the other one's chicken wings. Like if if you're getting all your friends together, like big thing of nachos or big thing of chicken wings, like that's always good to go. So
3: that's what that would be my answer. Solid answers. All right, we're gonna move on to uh, this. is from at just the Packers. Justin from Kentucky. Hi, I'm, I'm Dusty from Kentucky. How are you? Uh, he says, I love this draft class, but I'm all in on TJ Slayton. Hey, that's your guy, Steve. Uh, how big of a role do you think he'll play this year? Uh, so, Steve, since you just talked about him, how big of a role do you think he'll play this year?
2: I mean, fingers crossed by about week eight, I hope he's in there about like 40, 50% of the time. Um I don't like he's not going to be the immediate starter. He's not going to come in and just blow people out of the water, I don't think. I think he needs some time. Uh it's a fifth round draft pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I mean fingers crossed that he learns from everything and and he'll he'll get going, but uh if if he is the guy that you've seen in the highlights and he learns from everybody, like there there's some legit potential there and I think yeah, I mean I think
3: 30 40% maybe by the end of the year would we'll be good
4: okay
3: Sarah where are you on uh, Slayton
4: yeah I'm, I mean it's tough I think it, all of these guys and especially some of the later round picks like they the level that they progress at varies you know so much and so if he if he learns quickly and he's able you know to catch on and he fits in well with what they're trying to do then you know yeah I agree with Steve I think we might see him like 40 percent of the time but if they're like no he's he's not ready he needs a lot more work then I'm not sure how much you know we'll really see him if if at all so it might be something that we have to wait to see until you know year two but um I'm hoping it's the first option there because if we can have at least you know a little bit more of an impact um for the Packers on that side of the ball then so be it I'm all for it
3: yeah, and I—I I mean, I think I mean you, you guys hit on a lot of that—that that kind of fifth-round pick. You're likely not looking for him to make a big impact right away. He has shown enough stuff. I watched you know a lot of Florida football, living where I live, and uh, and I kind of follow the Gators pretty closely anyway. And Andy Andy Herman actually just wrote a piece for, about him over at Packer Report and was posting a bunch of clips on Twitter about him. He's a guy. He's shown flashes, and his flashes are super, super impressive. But he's a guy that like, you know every like a couple times in a game he really jump out and oh my goodness like just look at that move and then you just won't see him are very long stretches of time so if he can get a little more consistent i think this first year i think yeah, someone like steve i think i think limited role um i think a big body in this defense is going to do like just as a disruptor slash hold those blocks is going to be huge and i think he can be that uh i think probably early probably a run stuffing guy more or less but he does have the ability to kind of rush the passer we just haven't seen a ton of that not consistently so if he can get like you said steve if he can learn from clark get a little more consistency that would be Absolutely huge. Um, I don't know how much that's happening in year one. Uh, he does seem kind of, he'll, he'll be in occasionally. Uh, but, but man, the highs look real, real nice out of Slayton. All right, move on to Benjamin uh, Laplume. Benjamin Laploom. Benjamin Laploom. Um, Hard to improve on such a great offensive season last year. If you could point out one thing you would like the offense to get better at, what would that one thing be? I think Steve is taking this question all by himself. <clears throat>
2: Uh, I would like them to score more points in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> it's,
3: a good, it's a good, it's, I mean, it's really good analysis, is what it is. I <laughs> appreciate that, Steve. Uh, it's what I do is what I do. <laughs> All right, moving on. We'll go to uh, SparkTacular uh we got a rogers question we had to fit a rogers question in here uh since bortles is friendly with rogers was he brought in partly as a buffer between aaron and jordan in the 2021 quarterback room and partly as more of a hands-on on mentor for love to question uh seems like he'll be the qb3 i know everyone has thoughts on that and a rogers led depth chart and a number two and a love led one sarah where are you sitting on the addition of bortles
4: I mean, we talked about it a little bit before. I think, you know, the Packers might play it safe and, um, you know, put him in that number two slot. But if Jordan Love proves himself, then he could jump to two and Bortles could fall to three. I really think, you know, Bortles is not the guy in Green Bay, regardless if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback or not. I think he's just there to bring competition to the team. He obviously has a lot of knowledge, a good relationship with Hackett. Um, and, you know, what he does. So I think he's really just going to be a great leader and, like, support system for, you know, younger player like Jordan Love, and that's really all it is. Like, people were looking into this pick so much, and, you know, it's not that deep. It's just this is a veteran guy. He's going to come in, you know, guide people where he can, play if he needs to, and I don't think it's much more than that.
3: Steve, where you sit on the whole Bortles thing.
2: I mean, I feel like it's changing like throughout my my mind process. But um, honestly, it I I don't think he, he was brought in because he's a buffer between the two of them. I don't think he was brought in because he you know has some sort of relationship with Rodgers or Jordan Love or anything like that. Like I don't think those factors played at all. I think the factor was the Packers looked at their quarterback room and go, oh hey, we got two quarterbacks. <laughs> maybe we should bring somebody in that has starting experience, especially with the fact of everything that's going on with Aaron. So they went out and looked at the market and found somebody that fit their price point and had that starting ability. And then they brought in another guy uh, on that level. uh, That's most likely going to be on the the practice squad. But I, I know I don't believe that it was motivated by relationships or anything like that. I think The Packers are trying to do what they believe is in their best interest and fingers crossed Blake Bortles won't be on the Packers roster when uh when the 2021 season begins and I mean the Packers are pretty synonymous especially with Aaron Rodgers being on the roster with having two quarterbacks and dressing two so that would be Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. So that would be what my thought process is, um, but
3: it's a quarterback room for the Packers. So who the hell knows? Yeah, I love the idea that a one-year, one, $1 million-dollar deal for Blake Bortles is like just brings out all the wild conspiracy theories. Well, what does this mean for Rodgers? It's a one-year, one, $1 million-dollar deal for Blake Bortles. Is what nothing? Means. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, nothing. Yeah, I, 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 I'm on board with all that. I mean, it's basically, yeah, he, he knows the offense. He, he played with Hackett. It's a one-year, $1 million deal. And if he sticks around, I assume QB3 and talk to Love a little bit on the sideline about some of the specifics of that play or something, kind of guide him through some of that stuff. That's all I really see it as. Um, Yeah, it's it's not really much of anything. Good for jokes. Real good for jokes, which I really appreciate. But yep. Last question from our good friend Sean Franken. Yeah. You know, you know what I love about a lot of these questions is is they're just people have gotten to know us and so they're just very specific to us, which I really, really appreciate. So from Sean. We know an endgame. Ant-Man, Cap, and Black Widow went to Tony Stark's house to ask him to help the team. Which three teammates of Aaron Rodgers, past or present, should make the trip to convince him to come back? We're all Marvel people here, big fans of the MCU. Uh, Sarah, probably chief among us. So Sarah, we're going to kick this off with you. Which of Aaron Rodgers' past or present teammates do they send to try to get him to come back?
4: So first of all, this is a fantastic question. Love this. Love how it's tying both our love for Marvel and the Packers together. So kudos to you, Sean. Um, I had to think about this one for a little bit, but my answer, and I'll, I'll say my answer first and then I'll explain why. So my answer would be, Devonte Adams, James Jones, and David Bakhtiar. So that, that those would be my three. Um, I think, you know, yes, Jones was cut, whatever you want to say. But he he talks very highly of the Packers. He still has a good relationship with Rogers. So. I think you know he could talk he he's already talked about this situation a lot and how he feels about it, what he thinks is going to happen. I think he he could kind of be the the middle guy that's like a voice of reason, like, hey, you know these what are your alternatives and you know I'm kind of picturing the conversation with <laughs> James Jones like going like very similarly to how when I was trying to pick a college and I like had a list of like pros and cons, and I like sat down with my parents and they're like. So you could go here and you can get all this. But if you went here, you could get all this. So that's kind of how I imagine that conversation going. I just feel like he's very level, level-headed and could just give him the straight facts and say, these are your options, let's talk through them. Um, Devontae Adams, and I actually like, so I think it could be Devontae Adams or Jordy Nelson. Um, so, so we'll just sort you of know, throw that out there. But both of them seem to have <laughs> whatever so both of them this is my answer not yours so both of them seem to have a good relationship with Rodgers in the sense that they understand each other they respect each other and they also you know I think they elevate each other's performance as well so you know Rodgers and Jordy had that connection now Rodgers and Devontae have that connection um and it's hard to to have to form a connection with a player like that so you know, if I'm Devonte Adams, I'm saying, like, hey, man, like, you're not going to find another me on another team. So <laughs> you're going to want to stay here because you're going to want to play. And then if I'm Jordy Nelson, I'm, I'm going to kind of be like, hey, remember what we had and how it was rare? Like, now you have it with Devonte. Like, might be hard to find out a third time. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking there. And then with David Bakhtiari, like, they're obviously super good friends off the field. I think they have a really good relationship on and off the field. Um, so that could be someone that he's like, I'm here for you, dude. Like I, I, you know, you should come back. Like what are, what about all the memories we had? They could make, he could make a joke, you know, you can finally have me in a commercial with you. Like we can, <laughs> we can do this together. So, and then in addition to that, like he, he could have the same argument as Devonte Adams. Like you're not going to find another me on the team. Like I'm the best, you know, at my position in the league. And like, I'm going to protect you and I have protected you. Like, you you want to be where i am so you know come and stay in green bay so those are my three or three and a half i guess you could say and honorable mention apparently is is jake kumaro because roger's really upset about that
2: do you do you think that boxy would let him uh beat him in a beer chugging competition to bring him back
4: absolutely 100 (laughs) percent
3: That'd be like the most obvious, like throwing, throwing a game ever. I'd be really excited. Oh, I can't finish it. Oh, You're like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Aaron. Oh, no. Arsinger's H- H- no. H- like, are you done yet, bro? Are you done yet? Yeah. Uh, okay, still, now I can finish. Still beats him by accident. Uh, <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve, who's who's your three-man army? Who are, who are you sending? All right. Uh, so we did have some fun with this. Uh, Sarah and I both
2: crossed with James Jones, I think, He's been he's been fully on board with like that the fact that the the Packers definitely need to be back with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers needs to be back with the Packers. So I think that'd be interesting. Charles Woodson would be my number two. I think like you send Charles Woodson, he's like, dude, what are you doing? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers goes,
3: "You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. I don't I
2: don't, I don't know what I was thinking, Charles. I don't think I don't know what I was thinking, Charles Woodson. You're right. I should be back with the Packers. Like it'd just be that simple." But uh, number three would be Jason Wilde because uh, <laughs> he was he was uh, technically a teammate with with uh, Aaron Rodgers because at uh, Good Karma Brands they refer to everybody as teammates and so Aaron <laughs> Rodgers did a show with with uh, with Wilde for four years and they were technically teammates because they were you know Rodgers was getting paid for that show so. I mean, if we all know, willie loves Rogers. Uh, Rogers loves Wildy. Like he he would get that. He would solidify that that relationship. Bring it all back together. Get him to sign the extension. Like it would it would all work out
3: well. So I think that would be my three. It's a solid team. Um. So my three. And I cheat a little because one of them is a coach, but it's it's the only obvious answer. It's JerMichael Finley, Greg Jennings, Mike McCarthy. I mean, that's. <laughs> Who? I don't even know why you guys I'm answered it. Like, I, I, I put a reporter in all of a sudden. I was like, <laughs> Oh God. Oh no. Thought I don't know why you guys, I can't believe those guys weren't taken already. Um,
4: you might as well throw Florio <laughs> in there too. Like,
3: yeah, I, I only had room for three. So it kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. My three, <laughs> uh, Devonte Adams, Randall Cobb, AJ Hawk. They all seem like buddies. I've got a current guy. I've got Devonte Adams. Seems like very, very good friends with Rogers. Randall Cobb I can't remember if Rogers was in his wedding. He definitely went to his wedding. Very good friends. They still do derby and stuff every year. Uh, so you've got a current receiver. You got a former receiver. Good friend. And Cobb seemed to enjoy his time in Green Bay. I think it'd be one of those like, listen, man, you know how hard it is out here. There's, these teams are garbage. You see, what I've, you see what I've been doing the past two years. I played for the Texans. You see, for the love of God, I signed with the Texans. Yes, they have signed eighty people this offseason. Uh, so I think you've got that. So you've got the you've got the guy that's still in the league that. hasn't played with him and has kind of seen the other side and then you've got aj hawk aj hawk very good friend defensive side roger still very has a very good relationship with him i think uh, i think those three guys could kind of uh i think i think more of a uh more of a bro session i guess is that a term a bro session uh with those guys as far as like a all right i don't know if you know how good you have and i think they could talk some sense in a little bit so i think uh I i feel good i think all of these answers are good i like all of those groups uh yeah sean as always Thanks for the question. Tremendous question. Tremendous question. We loved it. All right, guys. Still not going to try peanut butter and pickles. No, listen. Listen, Sean has his ups and downs. This was a very good week for a question. <laughs> that peanut butter pickle that thing. Him?
2: That's two in a row. Two in a row. That was, two yeah.
3: Row. That was yeah, two in a row. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not trying that sandwich, Sean, but thank you for your question today. Uh, all right, that's guys, that's it for the show. Um, thank you for listening. We're going to close it out. Steve, got some final thoughts for us? You know, I, I, honestly,
2: I'm pretty good. I, I'm just happy that we're back. I'm happy that we're recording and talking about Packers every single week now for, for oh, man, like 45 weeks straight now until until the next draft uh, session goes in. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, at, looking forward to it. And uh, honestly, I'm just looking forward to this whole Rogers saga to be done with. Like, I, I just want an answer. I want it all to be done. But uh, outside of that, just, you know, Enjoy yourselves, enjoy your families. Uh, you know, get out in the nice, warm weather now and uh, have some fun. So, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Sarah, final thoughts?
4: Yeah, I don't really have much. I'm I'm so glad that we're back. Like, it's just so nice. Um, you know, when I'm working on a Tuesday, you know, because we record on Tuesday nights, it's like, oh, I'm stressed, but we have the podcast tonight, so at least like I'll you know have fun doing that, and it's always a great time catching up, but. Um, I guess I have a final request really, um, from everyone listening and that's, I've officially hit the point where in the last year and a couple months I've watched everything and now I'm like, wait, I'm in this about one month waiting period before a lot of like season two or, you know, more seasons are coming out for shows that I started watching in quarantine last year. So if you have any show suggestions, let me know, because last night for the first time in like over a year, I was like scrolling through like Netflix and Hulu and everything. And I was like, I've watched all of the things I wanted to watch. So if you have a good show or movie suggestion, let me know. I'm, I'm open to them because I'm which is very scary. I'm starting to run out. <laughs> so.
2: I'm, I'm leaning in. Have you done on Netflix F is for family or Big Mouth?
4: I've watched
3: Big mel Um uh, is F is for family. Do it. Okay. Thank you. And and mine that I'm throwing into the mix if you have Apple T V, uh if you watch Mythic Quest. Big Mythic Quest guy. Mythic Quest is it's Mac from uh Always Sunday in Philadelphia and it's it just started the second season. Uh so you got a, a full season, I think, of eleven episodes, and they're th- Two episodes into season two right now, and it's uh, he has started a it's like an RPG uh video game company, uh, and so it's it's Mac, it's um, uh, Abed from Community, it's uh, Rickety Crickets from Always Sunny. Really, really great cast, uh, really funny show. I think it took a couple episodes to kind of get into it a little bit, but uh, very that that first season's tremendous. So if you if you've not watched Mythic Quest, that is going to be my my suggestion to you. Uh, my final thought, I've got uh, today coming on cheese tv uh, i'm covering i uh, went back say covering uh, i went back and looked at uh, two plays from the 96 uh, nfc championship game the levin's touchdown which is like one of my all-time favorite catches that he kind of goes and high points it and j- jams his heel in bounds uh on the, in the second quarter, I guess, to kind of, I think, tie the game up at that point. Really, really fun concept, uh, and that was kind of the drive that kind of kick them, and then the Freeman touchdown late in the first half as well. So kind of get into some of the... I uh, got get some quotes in that game uh, from, uh, from I think, Kev, Kevin Green and Mark Carrier from the other side, and then some stuff from Levins and Freeman and kind of talk about those plays themselves. So that'll be up on Cheesehead TV at 4 o'clock today. That's awesome. Very excited about that. I hope everyone likes it. And uh, yeah, guys, as always... Thank you for listening. Follow all of us on Twitter at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Keller, of four, at Steve Perhatch, and the podcast at Peckiday Podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast at, on your podcasting platform. Five star reviews, please. As many five star reviews as you can give us, just give us those because because we're great. You should give us five star reviews. Uh, so, guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, more great content tomorrow, and we'll see y'all next week. And uh, as always, go Peck, go.